House of Words podcast. We are your hosts. This is Nicole, and I am joined by Dexter. What's going on, y'all? And new to the House of Words family this week, we have Tom. Hey, hey. What's up? So this week, we are going to do a bonus episode called Throwbacks and Throwbacks. So since, again, we've been stuck in the house and not doing shit but watching things and stuff. Some of the things I've gotten watched have been some pretty old movies that were revisited. So we're going to talk about those and their greatness. And then some shit that should just never have been made. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. So (laughs) those are the throwbacks. So, Dexter, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, yeah. All right. So this kind of all started when I watched the old movie that I've been watching since I was a kid, The Golden Child. I don't know if anybody's ever seen The Golden Child. Y'all seen The Golden Child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I was watching The Golden Child. It's on Prime. And, you know, it's just a, it's just interesting to go back and look at movies like that that obviously had so much of an impact on us growing up. But when you look back and you actually watch it and take it in and look at it as an actual movie, you kind of laugh at it. You're like some of the some of the things, some of the continuity, the characters. But then you see some familiar characters like Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> as, okay. as 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 dear dear brother, dear brother don't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh man but uh you know we were just uh so what we're gonna do is i'm just gonna call out some movies that we've watched and uh see if you got guys have actually seen it or not if you've seen it let me know we'll talk about it if not we'll keep it have you guys ever seen quicksilver with kevin bacon i have not no I've probably seen it once, but I'm talking like maybe 15, 20 years ago. I was young. Oh, man. So when I was a kid, <laughs> this movie, you know, for the youngins, HBO used to just play the same stuff over and over again. So Quicksilver was something that used to come on. And I used to sit and watch this every time it came on. It was about him being a bike messenger and he got in beef with somebody. I don't know if anybody has ever seen. Tom, what's the movie that had Jordan, Jordan Levitt? Jordan Levitt, yeah. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Levitt yeah. in there or whatever. It's similar to that movie. He was getting chased and, you know, he got into some beef. Similar to that movie, if, you know, since you guys didn't see it, you can't really talk about it. So I'll tell you guys to check it. Okay, so we have one on the list uh, from Tom. Uh, if anybody has ever watched 21 Jump Street from back in the day, it was a guy named Richard Grieco. I believe his name was Grieco, but I know he was like a heartthrob at the time. He was a model for all. I knew he was a he was a big deal then. You would have really thought that he was going to be one of the biggest things out because he was a huge deal or whatever. He comes out with this movie called If Looks Could Kill. And it was, Tom, what would you say? It was like a James Bond type of thing? Yeah, like something like James Bond or like Kingsman or something like that. He's a, he used to be an international spy sort. You know what I mean? He was, it's a case of mistaken identity. He was, um, he got, he had the same name as, as the spy and they thought it was. Right, right, right. I know you've seen A Night at the Roxbury, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in the night of the Roxbury, and he played himself. Like it was a mm-hmm. big deal, and yeah, he, he played did. himself in that. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch Night at the Roxbury, which is a movie that we could put on the list. Would you recommend anybody watch that movie? Oh yeah, all day, man. It's 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 campy as it is. You know, at the time, it's an early '90s plot of spies. You know, like I said, he had a uh, like suction cups in the car with the shoots all the little gadgets and stuff out of it, like James Bond styles. It's a fun movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I watched it a lot. Throw it on the background. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Most definitely. There's nobody else in there that we really know. Nick, 
Yep. Did you find out where you can watch it at? Uh, it's you gotta. That's one of those things you gotta find. Fine. Got you. It's like that. A lot of these movies are like that. I'm noticing that if you don't, if you're not really that big, you're not gonna get a license to be yeah. on one of these channels because if you look at a Stars or HBO, they have so much old content, and it's like if you don't get picked up by one of these guys, if you're not on Netflix, think about how much. And I don't mean to say it, but think about how much trash is on a Prime. Or, mm-hmm. or on a Netflix or on one of these other stations, DSPs rather, that has so much crap. It's crazy. You would think that there, there's some place for everybody, but you still got to find these movies. I don't even know what they expect for you to find these movies. Do you do you just buy them? I guess that's what they want you to do. They want you to rent them. Well, yeah. if you really want to watch <laughs> Looks the Hill, you can get it off of Amazon for $7.42. Ah, so you got to just buy them. <laughs> Interesting. The next pick. I think everybody's seen this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, you were probably under a rock somewhere. Or you think? <laughs> yes, for sure. Coneheads. Coneheads is on Netflix? Yes, Coneheads is on Netflix right now. Wow. I didn't know that. That was my that. pick cruising through Netflix the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, this is getting watched. Did you watch it or you just? Nope. On the list? Nope, we haven't yet. Yeah, that's something that I need to watch. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's mad funny. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Coneheads, if guys haven't seen it, it's about some aliens that come down from outer space. They they try to cohabitate like regular people, but they have giant heads that are, they're not really cones. They're more or less tall, round Homer Simpson heads. <laughs> <laughs> but they're walking around here and they talk weird. They, they're not used to our customs. It's the very hilarious. Crazy. Yeah, the way that. they eat, the way that they have sex, everything. Um, you know, the they create <laughs> it's hilarious i haven't watched this i was a kid to be perfectly honest with you so it would be dope to get some netflix on and see what that's about conehead is a spinoff or it was it was a spinoff from saturday night live skit that dan Aykroyd and jane Curtin would do that's mm. worth noting as well that's what oh, so, yeah like uh you mentioned was it night on the rock yeah, one of those, mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably one of the successful. You know, there's not a, a lot of the movies from Saturday Night Live. You know, it was like Superstar and like uh, McGruber and stuff like that. You know, like, the Blues Brothers. Usually, the Blues Brothers is probably the best one, I think. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that that was a spinoff from there. Yeah, it's one of their sketches to do all the time. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Learn something every day. <laughs> Who so, put this on the list? I did. It's a watch. It's a watch for me. It's definitely a watch. This is a watch. You can watch this forever. This is like Miss Doubtfire. Oh, <laughs> Tom, are you giving? Are you signing off on Coneheads as a watch it? Of course, I agree with both of y'all. It's classic. Definitely watch. Come on, it's classic. It's not even a question. Watch that classic if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, you already know what it is. Who put Sandlot on the? Uh, that was talk about the classic. I love that movie, man. It might be my favorite bit ever. You know, just a, a lot. Of, it's like I love that it's one of those movies where this, it's a coming to age thing. We got the kid who moves to town. He doesn't know how to play baseball at all. In any friends, but he like learns. And the, I think one of my favorite things about it is the fact that you don't even get into the plot of them to like, you know, it's just a bunch of kids hanging out, you know, till it gets to the part where the, with the baseball, right, and the dog and stuff like that. You know, I always thought it was really good. It has that uh, wonder your Christmas story narration? Yeah. Into it, I, I think that's so dope. Gives you that, you know, you, you have the grown up narrations and looking back, it's really good. Man. It's a real good, feel good movie. The kids have like the best in the world. I agree. I agree. Man, quotable, uh, super quotable. You know super I mean? quotable. Super quotable is though not even a question. <laughs> but the great so Bambino. Right. You play ball like a girl. Like, you know, yeah. that whole. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you know, it's interesting because, like you said, the movie doesn't even start until the base, the thing with the baseball. And the thing about the baseball is like that literally is something that we had to deal with in our life. Our kids don't even really know what that's about. Right. We literally had to deal with times the ball went over the fence, let alone over there with a dog. <laughs> but the ball just went over the fence and you can't even get over the fence. But let alone having this gargantuan Beethoven-like dog that's <laughs> on the other side. Oh, man, it was it, it's, it's always a fun ride to watch Sandlot. Is Sandlot yeah, on this, um, the scene at the Yeah, the scene at the pool, at the pool with the kid. That, that's got to be the craziest thing ever. Right. Wendy Peppercorn? Yeah, Wendy Peppercorn. Peppercorn. Yeah. Sandlot is the one thing where I own every pop that was released for that movie. Nice. Because that is one of my favorites for sure. How many pops do they got for that movie? Each individual character, the Beast has a pop, and then there is a set with Wendy and Squint. <laughs> Squint. Squint's Palidoris. Squint's a savage. <laughs> Young savage. <laughs> Mad quotables, mad quotables. So we don't have to, we don't have to do a vote for movies yeah, we, that are obviously classic. So yeah. y'all watch Sandlot. If you've never seen Sandlot, get on it. It's on what stars? Stars. Yep. Well, stars. I'm telling you, stars got a lot of good stuff right now. Skeleton Key. Skeleton Key is my pick. Skeleton Key is one of those movies. In my opinion, it's one of the movies that it's my favorite type of movie where you watch it and you don't really know what's going on once you've got hit with the twist at the end you're like oh snap and then you got to watch it again so that you can watch all the clues and find out you got to watch it again and all of the clues basically lead you to seeing the movie a little bit differently because you know the ending now it's one of those movies tom have you ever seen skeleton key no no i have i know what it is just never watched it well i ain't gonna tell you too much about it because like i said it's one of those movies where you can only watch it once in that way like when you first watch it you experience it one way and then every time after you watch it you have to experience it a different way because you know so that's my favorite type of movie uh nick have you seen it of course i know i want you to watch it tell the people to watch it or you should for go away. sure no no it's it's a great movie yeah so tom get to it people who's will, it? Y'all watch who's it as well it? Um, Kate Hudson, Peter Scars, Peter Sarsgaard, Joy Bryant, Gina Rollins okay. make up the, the main cast. And I guess what I can tell you about the movie is there it's uh, about Kate Hudson. She is a caretaker. Joy Bryant is her best friend. Her dad dies. And I guess she's a caretaker, but she's not taking care of her dad. Her dad dies and she kind of feels bad. So she wants to make sure that she's i guess taking care of the next person with the utmost care because she missed out on her father yes or whatever basically she decides to do a live-in thing the pay is really good and she decides to do a live-in thing where she's taking care of this guy in the house with his wife she needs her to take care of her husband and it's a whole lot of stuff that goes along with that but it's a house that is unwelcome to even the even kate hudson like they're unwelcome right. you know what i mean okay. for some reason she's not, not feeling her that's what skeleton plays the part into mm-hmm. that part okay. yeah right. she's not really feeling she's not really feeling her because she's from the south and i believe kate hudson is from new jersey, jersey. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So she's down in New Orleans. She's like, you won't understand the house. You won't understand this. So it's a lot of friction between that and telling her that she can't go upstairs. You know, it's a whole lot from there. Like I said, I want to tell you all of the movie. I am glad that you brought up the cast because a lot of the people that you see in the movie, you know, even if you don't know who Peter yeah, Skarsgård is. I feel like I remember is. seeing a trailer from it back in the day. That's why I was, I was thinking the same movie. Yeah, check out Skeleton Key. That's also on Stars. This is a movie. I put this movie on here as well, but this is Tom's be right here. This is a true throwback. This came out in 1975. Early, early Al Pacino. Dog Day After. This is a movie about a bank robbery. A lot of this stuff is just, you know, crazy this ever happened. I do know Tom's seen this. Nick, have you seen this movie? I did, yep. I find it, you know, after watching now, it's a lot of grandest things that would never happen in the way that they handle bank robberies now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. For example, they he walked out of the front door mad time (laughs) (laughs) like at least 15 times in slight defense he worked up the crowd he got the crowd and the public sympathetic to him so they weren't gonna shoot him in front of people in 75 they didn't just shoot white people in front of a large (laughs) right right (laughs) had he been black and had that been now it would have been a wrap but, you know, I don't think that they're as reluctant to go in as they were then now. Like, I think now they have all types of equipment and stuff to say, look, <laughs> we're going in there and we'll figure it out. I don't know. Do we have any hostage situations like that present day to even use as a reference? I think in the beginning of Den of Thieves, there's, it's, it's said that L.A. County, I think, has like the largest bank robberies per capita in the world like on a daily so bank robberies are still happening in cali now hostage situations who knows but who knows i mean i guess you know in reality there's always somebody that's willing to head down that road and i guess la has a lot of people big city big desperation right so (laughs) i am not the biggest uh hot take i am not the biggest of pacino fans old pacino like, I don't like Scarface. Not on this list, but we can go ahead and throw that shit back, too. I don't care. Nobody's. Um, so, <laughs> to had this movie brought up, and when I saw what year it came out, I was like, ah, God, I'm going to suffer through this. I actually enjoyed this movie. That movie, it, movie, it, it takes you on a ride from the beginning. Yes. They don't even tell you what's going on. But they just start, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's one of them type of movies. And movies didn't used to do that back in the day. Movies no, didn't do that no. back in the day a lot. They didn't. I don't think there's too many movies from the 70s that hold up well today. And I think this does hold up as watchable. So, yeah, but Chill's performance is, is he, he's acting. He's acting, acting. It's, he's, he's, it's him doing this grandiose. He's when we said when he walked out in front of the, the bank so many times and giving testimonies to the cops. Like, <laughs> what he, you know, he's just he's enjoying what he's doing. He's act, you know, he's having fun with this part. I mean, he's pretty, you know, I mean, he's enjoying watching the whole movie. That's, I think, what makes the movie as good as it is. It's him. Like if if you take him out of out of the if you take him out of the movie, what do you have left? Yeah. You, well, you got uh, what's his name? The boy that plays uh, that's his partner. Exactly. You know what, I mean? what do you have you know left? What, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do he say? What do he say? He he thinks Wyoming's a country. <laughs> John Cazell. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's interesting how they cast people with other people. We've talked enough about Dog Day After. Get yourself. <laughs> You know, get yourself some popcorn. Watch that on HBO. It actually just got added. That's why it's 
on our list, actually. The next movie, which I didn't know that it was on Prime, is Black Snake Moan. I have not seen this movie since, I think, the first time that I've actually seen so this would be interesting. I haven't watched this in a while. I'm going to go back and watch this. Who put this on the list? I did. As something that should never be watched again. Oh. <laughs> this movie is the throw that shit back. Like, put it back <laughs> where it came from. Samuel Jackson, Christina Ricci, fucking Justin Timberlake. Yeah, don't talk about Justin. Yeah, man. <laughs> JT's a good guy. Don't talk um, about Justin as an actor. You can talk about him music. Actually... You know what? Let's dig into this cast, okay? Because this is an example of stellar class, stellar cast, shit movie. Samuel Jackson, Christina Ricci, Justin Timberlake, S. Impatha Marcuson, David Banner's in this movie, and there's other people. But, like, just that lineup alone, you would think, this is going to be great. Mm. You know, stunt casting. Mm-hmm. For the sake of, you know, having this on the uh, billing. I don't know if I heard about this movie. I don't know if I, if I just heard those names. That doesn't make me want to rush to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like Samuel Jackson, he's known for doing any movie. He has the longest tenure or the, the largest amount of movies simply because he takes... At one point, he took anything. I disagree with you about this, though. I don't, I don't want to say I disagree with you as in a good movie. However, I don't remember it as being a terrible movie but how many movies yeah, let's just talk I? about the synopsis of this movie so how many movies have i only seen once so yeah <laughs> the the synopsis a god-fearing blues man takes to a wild young woman who is a victim of childhood sexual abuse looking everywhere for love and never quite finding it let's just talk about the scene where he ties her up and he, he keeps her he keeps her chained up in his house trying to nurse her back to life like trying to fix her because she's broken broken <laughs> and her boyfriend Gets discharged from the army, comes back, he's batshit crazy, and then tries to kill Samuel L. Jackson because he's jealous. Don't nothing about that sound like a good movie. Yeah, I'm kind of trying. I'm trying to I've seen once, and it's like I don't think I remember liking it. Yeah, you you might be onto something here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still trying to give it. I'm still thinking like you got me changing my mind because I'm like I don't know what was good about it, and honestly, I can't stand Christina Ricci. Yeah, she spent half the movie <laughs> chained up in her drawers. No. And people, uh-huh. everyone was sweaty because it takes place in like the Delta South. So it's just humid and it's sticky and sweaty people. So feel free to avoid this one like the plague. <laughs> my personal opinion. You know what? The next one on this list follows pretty closely in my opinion with that one. Hustle and Flow. Who's, whose movie is this? Whose man is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I put this on here. This is another movie that I feel like it's good and terrible. Yeah, it's like good and not good. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like one of those movies where it's almost a black comedy. But the problem is, I think they're dead serious. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that they're trying to trace something that's dead serious, unfortunately. And it's an MTV movie, isn't it? Is MTV it? Films? It's an MTV Films movie, I think. Probably. I didn't know that. Interestingly enough, you know what else Craig Brewer directed? Black Snake Moan. <laughs> That just makes so much. These movies look alike visually. Yeah. So, oh, is that crazy? Yeah, what funny. what else has he done? Um, so he did Dolomite is my name. He's done stuff on Empire. He's done the Footloose remake, Black Snake Moan, Hustle and Flow. He The Legend of Tarzan. He did do. I mean, it's a mixed bag. It seems like with him, to be honest, because there's some good stuff on that list, but these two ain't That's, it. But it's an MTV film. Sorry. <laughs> So, Hustle and Flow, are you saying people should watch it? No. No, I am not. You know, there 
there are movies though I believe that you should watch one time to know how bad it is. Sometimes like there's a few movies on here and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna just put those together as I see them on the list. Shout out to Mafia for getting the Academy Award. Like we have to mention that. The the the, the, that was like the saving grace of I, yeah, I give that you, I remember them winning the award and they I've never seen anybody that hyped to get a an Academy Award in my life. That's why that was also a historical moment mm. when 36 Mafia won that award. And the first hip-hop artist to perform at the Oscars. <laughs> um, I say I'm never going to watch Hustle and Flow again. And however, if you want to watch Terrence Howard's terrible acting... No, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, mine, mine, I, nah, mine, yo, watch, everything is watch Hustle word. and Flow. Watch <laughs> Hustle and Flow because you got early Cookie and Lucius <laughs> together because I forgot Taraji. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie to you. Taraji only has a few movies that I that I'd rather not watch ever again. But watching Taraji act is... I love watching her act. I'm saying I I like Taraji D. Henson. I believe that she did well in that movie. Who was the other girl in that movie? Tara Manning. She's she was in it. Terrence Howard. Ludacris. Luda was in it. I feel like David Banner was in that movie too. DJ Qualls was in that movie. DJ Qualls. Oh man, yeah. a little awkward ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, um, if you want to watch it, it's on Sling. You can find it on Sling TV. Yeah, if you like if you like that type of thing, you know, watch it. If not, don't. There's a couple other movies like that. Like uh, I know Soul Plane was on the list. Uh, that's another movie that I think that you could watch and never watch again. But uh, I know a lot of people that like that movie. Y'all seen Soul Plane? Yep. Yeah. Do y'all like it? Again? Nope. No, I saw it. In movie. I don't remember laughing one time, and I couldn't believe that you know you really went for every cliche. Just low-hanging fruit, black joke you could find yeah. for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I agree there. That's why I didn't like it. I actually am the... I've been in the rooms where I am the minority in liking that movie or disliking that movie. Nobody was looking at me and saying, yeah, I feel you. They were in the same vein talking about how this movie was funny. And I was just like, it's literally... And there's no disrespect to him now. At the time... When I was shitting on the movie, he hadn't really done much. Like, that was his biggest thing. Kevin Hart. Like, his early, early That was, like, his, yeah, like, that was, like, his biggest thing. And it's unfortunate because that was his starring role. It was, like, Paper Soldiers and that. And he had been in, I want to say 40-year-old version might have came out already. But Mm -hmm. he just had a little cameo in that. And even if it didn't come out already, he just had a cameo in that. This was his starring Mm -hmm. role. And I remember watching it, and I was just like, y'all think this is funny? (laughs) This is the worst thing that I, like, I I felt like it was the worst thing I had ever seen to date at the time. It was wild. Yeah, I remember reading some. Someone commenting on it saying it despite like set black, black people back. Yes, for, yes, it, it, it's existing. Not, <laughs> yo, it, it's not fair that white people gotta watch that movie. White people watch that movie and probably crack fuck up. They probably go crazy because it is the most stereotypical movie you could probably ever watch. So Soul Plane, are we saying watch it or throw it back? I don't think you should watch it. Yeah, burn it. <laughs> burn the film. Burn, <laughs> burn the masters. <laughs> I agree. Throw that shit away. I was not here for it. However, if you do want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Next up, Wisdom, 1986, to throwback. Yeah, I put this on there. This is a movie that used to come on over and over again. This is another bank robbery. Demi Moore and Emilio Estevez. Have you guys ever seen it? 
I've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. Oh, man. It's about... <laughs> it's one of those movies where you just end up taking your girl, and you know, y'all end up... <laughs> Going to the bank robbery, you realize, man, y'all ain't never going home. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's one of them. It's super 80s. I'm saying, I was thinking you had like the breath. Yeah, it was super 80s, man. It was super 80s. Not much to say about it. It's just one of those movies that I've seen a million times. I can't even tell you if it's good or not because I haven't watched fully since I've been grown to give a real determination on if it's good or not. So I can't tell y'all. That is good, but I can't tell y'all I want you to watch it. Neither y'all seen it. We'll just go to the next one. Wisdom just got thrown on there because I love that movie. And I used to love me some Demi Moore back then. You know what I mean? I actually loved Demi Moore until she married Bruce Willis. Then I was like, wait, Bruce bagged that? Hold on. (laughs) Yo, don't don't do Bruce like that. Bruce was mad charismatic. And he was not bad to look at. Like, Bruce Willis was not a bad looking Dude, we're going to get back to (laughs) (laughs) Legend of Billy Jean, 1985, throwback. Tom, you seen this movie? I have vague memories of it. I think I just remember the fact that Christian Slater's in it. Yeah, Christian Slater plays her little brother. And then there's the the girl actor Slater, but they're not related. Helen Slater. That's what I remember most about that movie. And then their little, their youngest sister was Yeardley Smith. Is that her? How do you say her name? Uh, Lisa Lisa Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was actually in the movie. Um, I think she played their youngest sibling. The movie was about someone was doing her brother dirty. Am I correct? Yes. Uh huh. Her brother was being harassed by like the lo- some local kids. And some guy who owned the store, he was harassing him, right? Yeah. They they jacked up his scooter, and then the da- the kid's dad like refused to pay it back or whatever. So she went on this like crusade for justice for her brother. What a movie. I Yo, I grew up thinking this is a true story. <laughs> I think it might have been a true I feel like I feel like it was a true story. <laughs> or I convinced myself that when I was younger and I thought she was such a badass. Like Was it a true story? I don't know, but it could have been. She was like that was like her early Yeah, she was a Shiro. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie growing up. All right, so The Legend of Billie Jean. We all agree to, well, I think, Tom, you should watch it again if you haven't seen yeah. it. If you don't remember, I recommend you watch it. I know she recommends you watch it. It's a classic. Um, it's a bad movie. Like, it's not a good movie. Don't get mm-hmm. it hold on, hold on, hold on. What you mean by it? What you mean? I don't, don't, want, I, don't, I don't want you to get offended, but it's like, what's good about the movie? What you mean? It's a great, She she's a great, like... It's a great movie. It was at that point. It was a great movie for like women and girl empowerment. Like it was that. That is like the girl power movie of the eighties. I get that. I'm saying though. I'm talking about the cinema part of it. I'm talking Please. about it being a watchable movie. Like it's one of those movies. It's one of the fifty thousand movies that you watch and it's good for a little bit and then it dies in the third quarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and we're not talking about something with four quarters. We're talking about this is a one third. Like when we get so to the third quarter, it, it it doesn't stick the landing. Nah, it, I mean it's a lot of movies. I think that's a lot of even our good movies. Like even the movies that we consider pretty good movies, like they they start to get lackluster towards you know the last quarter of the movie or the last third of the movie. It comes back at the very end. You die in at the end. Even like I just said, 40 year old version. 40 year old version is mad funny for mad long. And then all of a sudden it's flat. The movie old no, no, school. I, I the movie old school is mad funny until a certain point. And it's like, all right. 
there was a time period where just like we're in a time period right now where there's so much Kevin Hart. Like I don't like there's just Kevin Hart's great. His movies are great, but I'm kind of over him doing the same role. If that makes sense. We went through a Kevin or in a Kevin Hart phase. We went through a Will Ferrell phase and we went through the dude who plays in 40 year old version phase because he played Bruce Almighty, the sequel. Right. And I was just like, 40 year old version. Yeah. He was in the sequel to Bruce Almighty. Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. Yep. We went through a Steve Carell period. We might still kind of be in a Steve Carell period. He might just be like hopping around. You speak about him like he's not royalty. You don't like him? I like Steve Carell's serious movies, like that one where he, it's a true story with him and the dolls. Marwan. Yes. Yeah, Marwan. That's such a, I cried. I've never seen <laughs> I that like movie. the movie. I like the Mark Ruffalo, the wrestler. I think Chan Tatum was in it. That oh, was also based on a true story. Cause based that was off about, a true story, yeah. Yeah. So I love Steve Carell as a serious actor. His comedies, meh, I could, I could live without him. You never watched The Office? No. Alright, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> stop this right now. Do you see all these do you see all the memes that are made? I see the memes. From, I know the why, office. That's why you don't understand. That's why you don't get it. Because you have to like it's like if you take Martin out of Martin's show. Like if you take Martin's show away from Martin's legacy, then Martin's not the same person. His legacy is not the same. If you take Fresh Prince from Will Smith He's not fresh. That's Steve Carell. Yo, The Office. Just go back and watch The Office. So we're going to run through the last couple movies. Um, and we're going to uh, do a finale with somebody that I think is a great topic. He, as as a director, is a great topic for this particular podcast. The next movie. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. A Wrinkle in Time. Tom, I'm going to let you go ahead and start on this because I completely disagree with you. For several reasons, <laughs> but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and give us your opinion. I, I just, I never, never reading the book. You know, I've, ah. I'm assuming it's a good thing. So I didn't really have that, uh, that, that you know, going in that reference going into it. So I didn't really know the story. And I seen all the people, and I watched it. It was like young adult Disney sci-fi. I don't know what was it was going here, there. It was a lot happening. And I remember watches not keeping my interest. And maybe I'm too old for it. Or maybe I should have read the book. It just was a little, it just did nothing for me. And I didn't see what the big hype was about it. Completely forgot about it right after I saw it. That is a very, that's very fair then. Okay, so I won't say I completely disagree with you then. That is very fair because having read this book, this is one of, this is one of my favorite books growing up. But this is also geared, I don't want to say geared towards girls, but it really was. Like, this is the perfect, if you have a daughter, like, father daughter movie day to go to is what this move what the movie was and the book was pretty much the same thing it was a great if you're a girl who's into sci-fi science things like that like this meg was you if right. you like those things like if you were a girl nerd back in the eight like this you were meg so right. it was a really great book it's a smart book it holds up well the movie was good yeah the movie was it was it was disney disney put this sometimes disney touches things and that's what i said it felt like it was like this weird blend of disney some type of science fiction i'm like okay I, and, like it looked cool a lot of the shot really yeah. cool and, and i give it that did you ever do you remember the phantom toll booth okay that was like that was another one that but that movie is like they did that movie but that was an old movie um I would say, again, uh, Wrinkle in Time is a great if you have 
little girls in your life. Like, watch it with them, or they could watch it. But it's, it's uh-huh. a good movie. It's a fun movie. I liked it. De- Dexter, did you say you have not seen A Wrinkle in Time? I have not seen A Wrinkle in Time. That'll be on the long list of Disney movies that I've never seen. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, so... We're going to take this to a, another throwback in time. Bully, 2001. This was my movie. However, I can't really take credit. I put it on the list. This is like a me and Tom movie. This is one of those movies that we have been... I don't want to say we've been watching it since back then, but it's one of those movies where I feel like Tom probably put me on or I put Tom on. This yeah, was one of was. those movies when we were kids. It was like the movie Kids, kind it's of. The same director, yeah. It's the same director from Kids. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. The, the bully. I didn't even yeah, know that. Bully. That's why Kid that John Tully? from The Wire. Telly. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in that move, both movies. The yeah. dude I'm... from The Wire, he also was in Bully. He also was in Kids. Kids, he played he's that the, top. The te- he, protagonist, yeah. He's the one who yeah. was carrying it and ended up taking it from the girl. Man, that was a wild movie. This movie, Bully. Just as wild. Bully is based on a true story. It's about a kid who was tormented by somebody who he would call his friend, but it was like extremely abusive. The dude who was bullying him obviously was getting bullied by his father at home. So he would kind of you take it and take it out on his friend. But he was extremely disrespectful to women. He was extremely disrespectful to his own friend. He didn't seem to have anything to live for. However, he's very codependent on this friend that he used to abuse. And anytime his friend would kind of turn on him, he would act like a little bitch. It was very interesting how somebody could be codependent on you, but you're the aggressor. You know what I mean? It, it, Bully is a crazy movie. Um, they end up trying to kill him. Uh, there's a girl who, the main kid, who's getting bullied there's a girl that he's and man that girl is weird she's the girl that married i think mcclay culkin married i think oh in real life in real life you know what i mean interesting she yeah she kept telling him she kept saying we gotta kill him we gotta kill him like in real life she got life with them even though she didn't do a daggone thing she ended up getting life with them as well because she was almost the the Bonnie and the Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde. She was like Bonnie. She, I remember in the movie, all she kept saying was, "We gotta kill him. We gotta kill him. We gotta get him out of here. We gotta get him out of here. We gotta kill him. We gotta kill him." And it was just like she's crazy, and they really killed him. And yeah, yeah. it was a crazy movie. But it was one of those movies. That was when we saw that movie. I think it was two thousand one. So you, yeah, so this was early to the point where we really, it wasn't like DVDs where we had YouTube and the internet. So these were movies that were, that were learned about through word of mouth. And so, like, Kids was one of those movies. It was, have you ever seen that movie, Kids? And then knowing that this was the same director, I think I went and probably found it or Dex found it. But I remember yeah, were, watching it. It was so early in the game, just really getting into, like, movies and, you know, more independent stuff. So I feel like it has, like, that kind of cult following. It was very, like, raw, rash, and, and for that time, that 2001, you weren't really making those type of movies that were that gritty, in a sense, or that, you know, like I said, just that raw that was happening. The first line of the movie is like, hey, like, I want to suck your dick or some shit. It's like the first scene of the movie. I'm like, the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think it's something that should be watched. I agree with that. It's a time... It's a moment in time that should be watched. Like kids, another girl on the IRT. Oh, another girl on the IRT. You don't know about that movie, yo. Yeah, you don't know nothing about that movie. Yo. (laughs) yo. 
<laughs> I had to look it up. The first line is, I want you to suck my big dick. Yeah. It was like that. that was the first thing he says. He's on the phone. <laughs> then all of a sudden, his, his name is Marty. And it says, Marty is on the phone with a customer talking about big dick. And then Mrs. Puccio was like, Marty, honey, dinner. And you're like, oh, shit, look at this double life that this guy is living. Bully should be watched. You know what's funny? You you mentioned kids. I'm not going to stay on this long. I remember watching kids in health class. The next three days, 2010, Russell Crowe, Elizabeth Banks. I love Elizabeth Banks. I ain't never seen her in anything that was bad. And we can combine her with this next movie because the next movie is... Elizabeth Banks, too. She's on Man in the Ledge. But I like her. Keep going. So basic framework of the movie, she's wrongfully or she says she's innocent of a murder. And her husband is trying to break her out of jail. And he's got three days to do so because they're about to move her somewhere else. And yeah, it's it's a time sensitive caper film with action and plot twists and takes and turns. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Tom, you seen it? I've seen it one time, and I remember that I enjoyed it. I saw it. So I actually would like to It's one of those movies, man. It's definitely one of those movies where you watch it. It's it's kind of like Skeleton Key, where you watch it one time, and you got to watch it differently afterwards. It's not as right. it's not as detailed in where you watch it do different things, but once you know the real story about the situation with her, then you watch the movie differently. I like I like um I like Russell Crowe. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who if you just watch his movies, you'll probably be in good shape because he doesn't really have any bad movies. What's the new movie he's in? He's like stalking some chick with like a road race in the in the movie. It just it was a theater movie. Where he was stalking somebody? Yeah, it's it's like a new movie that just got released in the theaters. I forget what it's called, but I, he, I know he looks fat. <laughs> guy's, he's, he, I know he changes up a lot, like how he looks. Yeah, he looks really fat. Jeez. Jeez. Like John Goodman. I, he looks like John Goodman now. Yeah, he <laughs> does look like John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fat, yeah. I don't, John... That's the trailer when I see the trailer. Like, yeah, why so is it's so called fat? Unhinged. <laughs> yeah, Unhinged. <laughs> Dan Connor. Um, I kind of want to see this, so we're going to find this movie. Yeah, I want to see this, too. I want like to I said, like I said, I like him and everything. He's dope. Like, I would be sad to find out that he's not a good guy because Russell Crowe seems to be pretty good in most movies that he's in. He has a pretty good... Uh, I don't know, man. This is a COVID release. Yeah, it, it definitely. It <laughs> First of all, he's fat, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. who's asking him to do these things when he's... Did anybody see Robin Hood? Because I didn't. No, nah, I didn't Robin watch Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, he has a Robin Hood. Yeah, he has a movie called Robin Hood. It was in 2010. Who else was in that? Star-studded cast. I Russell feel like Crow, I saw this. Kate Blanche, Mark Strong, Oscar Isaac, William Hurt. Oh, damn. Yeah. Danny Hudson is in it. He's the guy from... He plays... Nah, I ain't never seen this. I'm looking to yeah, the pictures. Feel, yeah, I feel bad because I've seen the one with E. Fox, Heron... What's his name? Edger? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've I seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Man on the Ledge, which also has Elizabeth Banks in it. And another someone is supposedly wrongfully accused of stealing a diamond. And he's an ex cop who's trying to, who breaks out of jail during a funeral and he's trying to prove his innocence. This was a mixed bag for me because it's <laughs> one of those movies that starts off and you're like, this could be great, but doesn't stick to landing. I've never seen it. Is it an older movie or is it something that came out more recently? Came out in 2012 and it's on Showtime. This is one of those movies where the the premise of the movie sounds stupid. It's like Snakes on a Plane or Phone Booth where it's ridiculous. But I think that 
I think all three of those movies were decent movies. Like, <laughs> Man on a Ledge, Phone Booth, and even Snakes on a Plane. Now, Snakes on a Plane is corny, but this is <laughs> not... I've watched way worse. I've watched way sure. worse than that. Man on the Ledge was... I think the only thing about Man on the Ledge is finally find out the end. You're like, oh... Okay, it just ends. Cool. Like, yeah, it kind of just ends. Like, you know, after all of the technical things that they do, it kind of just ends. Yeah, I get I get where you, you say it's a mixed bag. I get that. I mean, it's not a waste of time. I would categorize that. <laughs> I have movies that I will put on to fall asleep to. That is one of those. Right, 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 right. That, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not managing. So, Tom, when you get tired at night, <laughs> you can put on <laughs> Man on a Ledge. <laughs> You don't even need to finish it. You're only, you're going right. to only make it through what's good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bloodshot 2012 on stars. Vin Diesel. Vin Dieseling. <laughs> yeah, this is on the movie. This is one of the movies that when I decided to throw something back, this was the first movie I think of because it's the only movie that I can remember in recent that I wouldn't finish. The movie was terrible. <laughs> Tom, you watched it all, right? Yeah. Did you like it? I'm so basic. <laughs> it, it, it was nothing, you know, there's nothing about that. It's like, it's like hmm, we're going to cash in on the comic book graphic novel feed, and we're going to get Vin Diesel to start it. That's all it is. I'm not even, yeah. it, it, doesn't have, it does nothing for me. That other movie you had showed me prior to that made me really not want to watch it. I think it's called, is it called Upgrade? Upgrade, yeah. No, yeah, Upgrade is like that movie is a like a low budget independent film that was dope. You know what I'm saying? And, and when compared to this, you just, it's like you know you got Toby uh, Toby Kebbles in the beginning. I thought that was with him playing Psycho Killer, but you know other than that, it, it's like this is dumb. It's a waste of time. I'm, and I'm single person. When I start to when I start watching a movie like this, and I'm like, and I start trying to analyze like that's some bullshit. Why would you even do that? Like, how, like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when what world was that? And I start man, having those kind of moments. I like, you know, I'm not paying into the plot anymore. Right. I'm starting to look at other stuff. It's not. It's like, a movie. It was a movie that we should have put on the list, Nick. I remember we watched this early. Black and wait, was it called Black and Blue? Yes, Black and Blue. Black and Blue. Yeah. Uh, that's the one of with Tyrese. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Naomi Harris, because I love yeah, Naomi Harris. Mixed bag. Speaking of Naomi Harris, she still hasn't popped up in this new show yet, but she's supposed to be on a new show with Jude Law. Did you know that? No, I didn't. The Third Day. Oh. Oh, you mean that movie that we're struggle watching? That's a show. Oh, that show that we're struggle watching. Man, look, <laughs> I fell asleep on. It. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I fell asleep on it. <laughs> I watched it with my mom. Like, my mom watched it, and she's like, what do you have me watching? And I was like, I don't know. It's the first pilot. It's kind of slow. But I think that's why it comes on Monday. Basically, Black and Blue is one of those movies where it's a good movie. It's got Naomi Harris, Tyrese, Frank Grillo Frank or Grillo. something. Yeah. yeah. From, Mike from Hydra. in it. Cage plays the bad guy. It's a very interesting, um, very interesting movie. I think that the, the only reason why that movie is trash and the only reason why I brought it up is because it's one of those things where she is running from someone, but then when they finally, when she finally like finds the person that actually does something, well, why didn't you reach out to her like earlier? Right. You could have said something to her. You could have reached out to anybody above. She witnesses a shooting by a cop. Her partner 
tell you know he gets out of the car and it's like, know, yeah, he tells like her to leave in the car or whatever or something like that, yeah. yeah and she sees something that she ain't supposed to be seeing and they shoot her and then they can't find her so she's running and like i said she can't tell the immediate people around her because a lot of people are in on it but there's mad people that are above that person and above that person and above that person yeah I so i don't understand you why you I can't think that's just what i think yeah why don't you just call that person why ain't just what's yeah? Why ain't just highlight the above? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't a go highlight phone, a senator like, or like, something. Why ain't just call somebody. Like, you could have called the news for all that. Number one. Like, yeah, like yeah. You just like okay. So the movie feels cheating. Like those movies are up. They bother me because that movie is it's it's a well paced movie. The acting is not terrible. The plot isn't even terrible. It's just that one thing that I believe is that important. It's too important of an inconsistency for it to be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know sense. what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, what it is is I don't want to say lazy writing, but it's like you almost just bank on the fact that, or no, let me take it. Let me roll that back. This wasn't meant for y'all. This is meant for people <laughs> who aren't going to think that hard about this movie. They're just going to watch the movie and be like, oh, that was a great movie. Right. Whereas we right. have people who are actually going to be like, wait a minute, that don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, Tyrese mm-hmm. just broke into the police station? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wait. He started knocking cops out. <laughs> cops and just walked out of the police station. Wait, how? That's a fact. That's a fact. So, would you guys would you guys recommend anybody watch that? Black and Blue? Yeah. I'm going to say watch it just because of the fact that it has so many black people in it okay. that are good actors. Like, it's a good, it, it should have been a great movie. It had potential to be a great movie. So, it's one of those ones where if you're a Naomi Harris fan, watch it. If you're a fan of Tyrese's acting, watch it. If you like Mike Coulter, watch it. I think yeah. you should watch it just because Mike Coulter is a villain for a see what that is. Right? <laughs> in New Orleans, mind you, this takes place in New Orleans. Right, you should see what that is. But um okay, so uh let's move on to the last single sleeper that we have on here. It's Wicker Man. Wicker Man the 2006 Wicker Man, we should, because this is a remake, so that should be noted. Gotcha. Yeah. The 2000 Wicker Man, 2006 Wicker Man, stars Nicolas Cage. Is there anybody else famous in that movie that we know of? Ellen Bernstein is in it. Lily Sobieski is in it. And that's... So the, so the answer was no, nah, right? Um, No, the answer oh. is yes. Ellen Bernstein. Who, who Ellen Bernstein? <laughs> what you mean? I don't know her. Requiem for a Dream. She's the mom. Oh, one of us going crazy. She's the, she's like the mom in, like the mom in uh, the Exorcist. Yep, I was about to say she's in the Exorcist. Yeah. She's in. Oh, um, no. Nah, All right, y'all win. Is, you got it. Y'all win. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily Sobieski is the one who looks like she could be Helen Hunt. Like she should play a young Helen Hunt anytime you're gonna do something where Helen Hunt <laughs> was young. <laughs> I've never seen The Wicker Man, and it's it's crazy because I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan, and it's one of those things, like, I've seen this movie for years. I am so aware of it, and I never have caught a time to sit down and watch. It's like, up, it's in the top three of movies I want to watch. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> All right, so this is, an interesting, this is an interesting topic, and it's great that we left it at the end because, in reality, it's, I really like this movie. And Nick really hates this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've watched it back in the day. And to, be, and to be fair, I haven't watched I started to watch it. And I told Nick to watch it. And she did watch it. I fell asleep when I actually watched it. So I haven't seen it in years. You know what I mean? However, I just remember I lost the entire movie. And then it, 
I was lost the entire movie. And then it was a big surprise at the end. However, I think that because of the time when I saw it, I was able, it was able to get me as opposed to now. I think movies are a little bit more intelligent and maybe it's not as good anymore. So again, it's a remake of a 70s movie. And essentially they did this movie scene for scene, damn near line for line. So if you redo a 70s movie in the 90s and you don't really change much, they don't always hold up well. I actually remember watching the original movie. And when you have culty movie, because it's a culty movie. Um, like Midsommar, where it's weird culty stuff going on. But yeah, nah. Um, Tom, if you're a Nicolas Cage fan, you need to watch it just so you can be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Your so favorite actor. So this is like Con, Con Air. That's how I usually draw the line. This is yeah, like Con, Con Air. Air was great. I love Con Air. That's what I'm saying. Everything after Con Air kind of got oh. funny. Oh, uh, well, how can you even still be a fan of him if everything after Con Air? That was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Going, he, he played doing he was a lot, lot of, of crap after that. that. You're talking about when he was super mega blockbuster star. That's what I'm saying. Once it went to you liked him then. You liked him when he was he had acting chops and yeah. when face off and stuff like that. I got you. Yeah. Leaving like leaving Las Vegas is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's you know great. What I'm I gotta I gotta watch that movie. I'm gonna put that on my next throwback movie. You know what I'm saying the National Treasures were great because I'm going through Nicholas yeah. Cage's IMDb now because I need I need to see what came after that. Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he got for every for every bad I mean for every he got he got two whack movies. That legitimately might be true. That's that's pretty accurate. Actually enough, yeah. Like he literally has a two for every one. Serious. Like I tell you what, them he got a couple. He got a couple of great stuff. And what do you expect from Young Coppola? Right. Yeah. So I'm never watching it again. Dexter, will you ever watch that movie? Well, you're gonna finish it. I'm gonna watch it one more time to see if it's even worth speaking of. Matter of fact, I'll probably watch it with Tom. I was just about to say, y'all can watch it together. Yeah, I'll probably watch it with Tom. <laughs> Definitely. Alright, so that concludes individual I decided <laughs> that this next director, M. Night Shyamalan, Philly native, he's from the area, apparently. All the movies are in local Philadelphia. But he, I believe, is a controversial director because you either love him or hate him. He has a lot of movies that some think are great and some think are absolute trash but he has the unique way of having that same movie some people think is great be trash to somebody else mm-hmm. so i think it's an interesting topic to bring up when we're talking about throwbacks and throwbacks so we'll he's just... he's definitely the director of throwbacks and throwbacks for sure <laughs> like he he started this shit like yeah yeah now nah, he cre- he created this so this podcast this is an ode to m night Shyamalan. okay okay um that's not his first movie however it is his first big movie and i think it put him on the map it is the movie that we've all seen so we've all been able to kind of digest this movie the ending is i believe one of those movies like skeleton key right tom yeah you know uh, what I mean? It's one of those movies that... It's one of those movies, like I said, you need to watch it a second time. Because after you watch it the first time and you can plot twist and, like, and go back and watch it the second time to see all, like, the little things you didn't notice mm-hmm. that were, like, hinting, but, like, you know, into what the plot twist is. 
it's I feel like that that line is probably probably in the zeitgeist right right about now. You know, it's, you, everyone knows I see dead people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things that you've heard a thousand times. You didn't know that was from that right. Uh, I, young like Haley Joel Osment. Young mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, man, it, it it's a that was a classic. It's one of those movies where you'll never see it again the way that you saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a watch for me. I agree. Yeah, definitely. De- de- definitely a watch. I've never seen Stuart Little. I didn't know he wrote that. Did you guys know he wrote that? I did not know he wrote Stuart Little. However, I love that movie that had the little boy definitely from. Did. Is oh, it John Slip Nicky? Is that his name? Yes. The brain okay. thing. The, the brain weighs yes. certain pounds of pounds. You said Jonathan like that? Lip Yes, that's <laughs> yes. his name. From Jerry Maguire. He was like Mike. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a good movie. Stuart Little. I've never great. seen that movie. I'm gonna um, I'm check it out. I've never seen I've that. I've seen it too. It's a watch for me. Okay. I'll watch it as well. Then it goes to the movie that I know you're not a big fan of, Unbreakable, which is the beginning of a trilogy that he creates later on. Unbreakable is about, uh, it stars Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson. It is about a man who is on a train and he is the lone survivor in a huge train crash. And when I say lone survivor, He hasn't a scratch on his body while pretty much everyone is dead. I remember specifically a scene where he's in the hospital bed and the guy next to him is the only survivor next to him. And then he finally dies. And then everybody's looking at him like, why don't you have a scratch on you? Because that was the last person that was alive. Very interesting movie. And this guy not realizing that he's been unbreakable his entire life. And he doesn't realize it until this time. You know, he's got kids and all of that. Samuel Jackson plays Mr. Glass, which is kind of like the opposite of this unbreakable character where he basically is susceptible to accident and he's broken every bone in his body pretty much <laughs> like <laughs> it's a very interesting movie where they play good versus evil it's not a traditionally watched movie I mean, it's not a traditional watch. I don't think a lot of his movies are traditional watches. I think he goes left field with pretty much every one of these movies on the list. You guys agree? So, okay, Tom, what are your thoughts on Unbreakable? I thought it was cool when I first saw it. You know, I, at that time, it, like, it was like, it was almost, comp- with, especially with the whole Mr. Glass. I was like, oh, so this is like some type of, like, indie comedy thing. So I, I, I enjoyed it. And that was my problem with it, because that's how he sold that movie, as this is, essentially, it's a comic book style series. The entire series were, that it was origin stories. Each movie was an origin story leading to Mr. Glass. So, yeah, and we probably should have just, I know these movies were done so, and that's the thing, because they they appear separately on this list because they were so far apart in release times. So it's like you watch Unbreakable. I didn't like this. I didn't like it. Um, (laughs) I wasn't a fan when it came out. I will say that if you're going to sell it as an origin film, once you've watched Split and Mr. Glass, then it's like it's only worth watching so you know where those two came from, because those two, to me, were leaps and bounds better movies than Unbreakable. Could just be a time period thing. Could have been a limited money budget thing. I don't know what it was, but I didn't. I didn't care for Unbreakable. Like he probably didn't. Wasn't even thinking about this when he made it. That's what I. I, I and he probably just like I'm gonna make this movie and blah blah blah. But then when Split came around, which I this is my. I, I've never seen Glass, but way better movie. Than You've never seen no. Glass? No. Oh, come over after the, the pod. Let's watch Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I to go Glass see something is, else that weekend. I, I think 
whatever you went to go see, I went to see Glass because I don't think I see that movie. I remember us having a conversation about it, and I went to go see Glass. I thought Glass was really good. I really liked Split, so I definitely was going to see Glass because I was trying to figure out how he was putting the three together. Yeah, but if you haven't seen Glass, let's just move on to Signs or Unbreakable. We already got everybody's info, so let's just you know move on to Signs. Signs, controversial movie again. I like Signs. Do you guys like Signs or are you? I liked it. I think it might be my favorite movie by him. Yeah. Um, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix are fucking magic on screen together. Like, I enjoyed that. And I want them in more movies together. Yeah, this is one of the, yeah, this is one of the best movies. Mel Gibson is an amazing Actor phenomenon. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, like, he's a shithead, but damn, man. He's good <laughs> at what he does. He's really... This movie... I think y'all should check this movie out. I don't even want to spoil this because this movie is one of the movies where... <laughs> this movie is creepy... This movie yeah. is, you know, that it's a, it's, it's the, it's a thriller in every sense of the word because you never know what's going on in this movie. Yeah, and I, I, that's what I. Think. I'm not a fan of horror. Movie. I'm a science fiction guy, and I, I don't. I almost saying the subtleness of the aliens, but they, when they pop up, it's always like a, oh shit, like mm-hmm. there they go, like you know, it's like you don't expect it to be like a lot of build up and a lot of force. No, it's they. They pop up on shit like out of nowhere, and I and I love that. That's I think that's one of my favorite things about the movie. So we all signed up for signs, right? Yep, mm-hmm. signs might be tonight. Shame might be my. I agree that might be my favorite one of his movies as well. Okay, move on to the village. The village. I actually like the village. People don't like the village. The village. Before I even you know take it to you guys, I remember specifically about the village being what they do now, what they did for like an antebellum. What they did for even like the movie Midsommar. What they do is they don't know where to place these movies, so they just put them in a horror genre, which I believe it is a detriment to the movie sometimes because when people expect horror and don't get horror, they are disappointed. You know what I'm saying? So this movie was billed as this horror movie with this monster in this village attacking this village. And when you watch the movie, it's not that at all. Right. Any thoughts on the movie, guys? Did you guys like it or did you guys dislike it? I liked it. I was still in the... That was still in the time when... I think about the time The Village came out, it was, okay, a new M. Light Shyamalan. We got everybody go to theater. You know what I'm saying? And you're getting to that point. And I, you said, I, I enjoyed like this. I, that was actually what I was going to ask you guys. Do you feel like his him having like the twist is like cliche for him? Or is it like a trademark thing? You know, did you would you rather him just make a regular movie that are very straight, more straightforward? Or do you like... The fact that he has, like, these twists, the plot in all of his movies. I, I like the plot twist. It keeps it engaging because you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, there was actually another movie I was trying to see if it was on this list. That mm. was a Shyamalan movie, and it's not. It's not on this list, but it's the epitome. Of, I like when his movies, when you think it's going to be something more, and it's not. I like, overall, from a elevated point, I like M. Shyamalan's style of movie telling. So, I'm okay with it. I imagine that trying to find a twist for every movie is pretty exhausting. However, I think I like his twists most of the time. So, I'm with him. I think the twist has a lot to do with the ending. The ending, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you have a good movie that has you engaged, and then you have a twist, and then you have a good ending, that's a good movie. That's it. Right. I mean, like, that that's really all you need, you know what I mean? And, you know, some of those, some movies do it a couple times, and they, you know, rinse and repeat. But, like, that's really 
what a great movie is, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be the this Oscar stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I remember liking The Village. It had a twist at the that made me go, oh, snap. And then if you ever watch the movie again, you watch right. it a different way. And I think that that's, you know, that's a value of a movie like that when you watch it one time and now you know the ending and now you get to watch the movie a different way the next time. Right, right. You know what? That is what he does. He makes it so you have to watch his movies more than once. There's not a single M. Night Shyamalan movie you can watch just one time. You have to watch all of his movies more than once. Yeah, I agree. So. It's something to see. Mm-hmm. Lady I, in the Water. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, it's, it's a definitely something better for the end. So go ahead. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. I didn't see it. I saw it. Time I saw the that. movie theater. I saw the movie theater right there. Weird. We're still running to the theater. Oh, new M. Night Shyamalan. Gotta go. Gotta go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna crucify you then. You're right yeah. too, because it was, it was. I think, I think this was the movie that I don't think I seen the theater. However, I think this was the movie that I seen that made him lose that for me. Yeah, it is. It is the movie because we. Were, I remember sitting in the movie theater and everybody looking around at each other like, "This isn't that great." And you're like, "What am I watching? <laughs> it's a movie about a." Mermaid pool at the motel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like. You know what the funny thing? I think most of the time when people, I don't know, forget what actor, the actor's name, but dude was working out only one side of his body, and that's always what I think about. Freddie Rodriguez. Was it Freddie Rodriguez? It might have been Freddie Rodriguez. He was only working out like the one side. Of, so he had like one buff arm and one, <laughs> one like normal arm. It just looked weird as shit. Weird. Lady in the Water, guys, check it out. If you, I, I, I wouldn't recommend you check it out. I don't. Don't waste your time. So that's that's the one Shyamalan, Shyamalan throwback so far. Yeah, you can put that back. I mean, you can put that back. I said put Unbreakable back. So, <laughs> all right. The Happening. Nah. <laughs> this is another one that can be thrown back. Yeah. I don't it's remember good anything one. good about this movie. So yeah. is it that the movie wasn't good, or your choice, his choice of lead actor wasn't good? Because if if we had to substitute somebody else out for Mark Wahlberg, could this have been a better movie? Is this the movie where Mark Wahlberg was a teacher? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. So this. Nah, yo, nah. I mean, look, I'm against Mark Wahlberg in certain roles. However, I can't blame this on him. So, I, yeah, I don't dislike sorry. the movie for Mark Wahlberg. I just don't. I think the plot twist makes so, yeah. my, my problem. Like you watching the movie, you know, you're 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 intrigued until you get to the movie theater, hey, and man. then and then you watch it, and then it's visually intriguing people are just jumping off the fucking roof you know yeah. what i'm saying like I, you're just like yo you, why are people me, doing this and when you find out why they're that's it that's what it is what that's lame you know so, what i'm saying like it's one of those movies somebody took the happening and decided that they could make it better and called it bird box nah, 100%. <laughs> that's exactly what happened yeah <laughs> the same fucking movie yeah <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> the last never, airbender. I've never seen that. Don't watch it. Uh, I, I've, I've watched the cartoon, and I was a fan. My son used to watch it, and, 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 and I was a fan of it. And, yeah, this movie is so... It's, I like, shout out to Dev Patel. He was acting back then. So this was an example of taking a movie and whitewashing the cast. 100%. So that was like the beef with Avatar, because the anime... Is brown people. That ain't what was in this movie. Um, so that's the throwback back. Or let it yeah, cook. Then, Put it back and let it cook. It could be better now. Come back around. 
I think I think Avatar is being redone though. I think, I think it's Netflix is Trump was supposed to be doing it before the pandemic. They were gonna reboot it, a live action version. Mm-hmm. The Netflix original. It'll happen probably eventually. Yeah, there's there's been a call for this to be fixed since it was released from the anime community. Yeah. So Devil, which takes Devil. place. Devil. Hey. Sorry. No, no, we'll leave it in there. <laughs> Your excitement is great about this movie. I enjoy movies that take place in single settings because that gives way to great dialogue. This didn't have necessarily great dialogue, but it just had like, what the fuck is happening? And I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the on that one. Is you're right, but yeah, it was more of a like, yeah, that's, I think that for me, that's what it was. It was like, yo, what is going on? It, that was, was enough to keep me intrigued in the movie, just wanting to know what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. so I agree with that. I agree with you on that one. Let's yeah. see who made I, up that cast. Okay, go ahead. Good. I remember watching this. I saw this movie without knowing that it was his movie. Um, so I just like saw it and I didn't know anything about it. And I too enjoy movies that are done in a single setting because I believe the quality of the movie is based on what you see on the screen instead of kind of distracting you with everything else movies like room movies like this movies mm-hmm. like you know movies Re- where you're, you're Re- in a reservoir s- dogs i think that's another one devil was good guys i just want to say give everybody a synopsis it's about five people bokeem woodbine chris messina the guy who mm-hmm. played uh zaza zazzy zazis what's his name tom we've butchered this uh, in a previous podcast here we have oh. i i kill his name all the time but his name is Victor Zass. Uh, Zass, Zass. Victor Zass. He plays Victor Zass in Birds of Prey. We talked Birds about this Prey. previously in the podcast. Um, but he also, I know him from here. That's And it's funny because I saw him on Birds of Prey and I found him. And I was like, I know him from here. Uh, one of the kids, one of the guys, the guy from Next Friday is in it. Joker. Jacob Vargas. Joker. Watch this movie. Devil's a watch for me. Definitely a watch. After Earth. Will Smith, Jaden Smith. Never seen that. Throw it back. You don't need to. You miss nothing. And it's, you miss nothing. Uh, I don't know why someone saw the, the two of them together in the pursuit of happiness and thought, let's put them together in something else. You know? It, like I, from what, I, what I've heard, you know, that Will Smith took over the set. Mm. I mean, and like I said, I, it, like there's a lot of things. Like I said, this weird accent they have in the movie I can't stand. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. It's it's just a boring movie. I remember, I think I it took me three sittings to watch the movie. I think I stopped it twice. Like, I didn't care. And then I was like, no, I started it so I can add it to my list. And, and I, I started watching the second time, and I think I fell asleep. And then the third time, I just finished it to finish it. I'm like, dear God, no. But never again. <laughs> but I do know that the money he got, from, he used to make the next movie, which I enjoyed. And the next movie being The Visit. Oh. This is a running for his best movie. Wait, is this the movie with the kids? With with uh, with the kid from what's it called Terrible, No Good, whatever the kid's name was. Yeah, Alexander. He was a rapper. Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. He was a rapper. This movie is awesome. <laughs> this movie is fly. Like, did you see this movie? I saw. I did not finish this. I've seen part of it. Oh, uh, the end is the craziest part. Then, like, yo, let's not, let's not, let's let's let her have it. Yeah. This is one of those. Oh, wait a, wait a minute. Isn't this like a spin on Hansel and Gretel? Mm, no. You thinking that because you thinking that because of the part with the oven. But yeah, no. wasn't grandma possessed with was I okay, yeah. All right, never mind. I'll finish it later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this might have been some shit I put on and fell asleep. But I remember that and I, rem- I thought it was like a play on Hansel and Gretel cuz 
I kind of remember the grandma's weirdness. I but think this movie a... mixed up with the other movie, with another movie. Uh, there is like a, a Hansel and Gretel movie. Anyway, yeah. anyway, but yeah, this is the movie. And Tom, I'm gonna say to you in code, you guys don't have to record this, but I don't want you to. I mean, you don't have to keep this, Nick, but I don't want you to. I don't want to mess up the movie for you if you really haven't seen the end. Tom, is this the movie where the 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 grandparents send a letter and say that they want to see their kids, and then uh, they they um the grandparents send the letter and they say they want to see their uh, see their grandkids, and they send for them, and the grandkids go there, and then they're there with the family, but the family is acting weird, and then they find out later on that yeah okay, and you never seen this, Nick, based off of what I just said. I'm, I, I, don't fin- I didn't finish it. I'm pretty sure I watched it and fell asleep. All right. You need to watch that movie. I thought it was really good. Like I said, it's one of their best. It's one of the best ones. All right. Next up is a two-pack, Split and Glass, finishing up the Unbreakable series. Both very good movies. I've seen Split, haven't seen Glass, but really enjoyed. James Glass. McAvoy. James McAvoy is a great actor, and I and I appreciate his acting from this movie. If you want to play that many personalities, believably, uh, believably in that way, I, I, I he has an Oscar with his name on it at some point. That man will get an Oscar. Has to be. What do he, he doesn't he doesn't even take the roles though. He's just I don't know. We gotta watch his dark one. No, he's he's got the roles. The problem is there's always someone another movie that comes out the year these movies are made. That overshadow him. That's the problem. Like, he should have gotten a nomination. I don't know if he did get a nomination. Yeah, he, I, I think he should. I agree with you. I think he should have gotten a nomination. Yeah, like, that should have happened. But I think it's just, it's like something else always comes out. Because going with, let's see. He was great in Frankenstein. He's been great in X-Men. No complaints there. Wanted was wanted. Mm-hmm. The Atonement was great. But I like period piece movies. Last King of Scotland. But that was more so. Uh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Stole that movie. He stole it. He mm-hmm. was. The... Well, I'm just saying, like he he was. Please. That was his movie. Like James McAvoy was great in that movie, but Forrest Whitaker outshines you when screen. Right. But yeah, Split and Glass are great. Watch them. And that's y'all are watching Glass tonight, correct? I don't know if Tom's actually coming out of the house, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because you was like you said that, and I'm pretty sure Tom chuckled like. Shit. I, I will. I will try. I, I come out. <laughs> I, I don't know what the You ain't got a lot of him. Just say no. Nah, maybe maybe we'll watch time, 30 bro. minutes. Maybe we'll watch 30 minutes of it. 45. So Splitting Glass are the last movies on his list. I believe Glass is his last that he's done. Okay. Which leads us to tele- television series Wayward Pines. Anybody see Wayward Pines? I did not finish it. I watched the first season. No. I watched the first season as well. Uh, I actually, my uh, my kid's mom watched a lot of the second season. And I was kind of around when she was watching the second season, and that looked pretty good as well. They had switched from the main character to a different main character. I think Matt Dillon was the first main character, and mm. then I think Ryan Felipe. Let me check that. Yeah, I think it was Ryan Felipe. Well, you can find it on Hulu. Is there only two seasons? Yes, and they're they're very anthology, not anthology series, but. They're a different time period. Like it, it's a weird show. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if I. I recommend. You said you seen the first season. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? It was okay, but I think I think there was something that, that was announced where I was like, I'm not investing any more time in this. If that's the case, type right. of thing. Because I believe at that time, Wayward Pines came out. There was about three or four shows on that followed the same kind of model. 
because there was one on ABC with a kid that went missing that took place pretty much on a beach type town. Too. Like there was there was several series at this time that came out and it was just like cut and paste, cut and paste. Someone right, right, right. Had this idea and let's just keep doing it. So yeah, it's hard for me to tell someone to watch something that only has two seasons. That's a series like this. Like if, if you don't need an ending, then if it's a cooking show or a <laughs> <laughs> something where people are eliminated. Cool. I'm kind of with you on that. I, I kind of I'm kind of with you. if I don't have anything to watch it for. Like if you didn't end the show, then I don't know if I can watch it. Yeah. Like if they didn't end the show, meaning give you an ending. Mm-hmm. If you just canceled my show. I don't know if I, I don't even know if I need to watch the first two episodes. You know, I watch I'm big on suits, but it's like I can't bring myself to watch Pearson because I know it's only one season. It's like, what am I watching it right. for? Yeah, to get invested in something and then just have it fizzle. Yeah, so. it's 10 hours for what? And to be fair, he directed the series. This was not an original idea from him. This was based on some books. So he well, actually, he only directed the pilot. Of the mm. first season. Mm. And I think he's listed as like executive producer. So. Oh, so he put the money up. Yeah. Got he, it. he helped to get jump started by putting his name on it. And then once people realized this is not a Shyamalan, Shyamalan thing, it was like, ah, oh, wait, nah, never mind. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you you kind of didn't sell it to me and I've never sold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, lastly. The Servant. Your favorite. <laughs> wait. <laughs> nah, you're not your favorite, but you said you liked it. The Servant. The servant. Is on Apple TV. If you have recently upgraded your iPhone, you can get a year of Apple TV for free and just watch the servant. Not just watch the servant, but the servant's definitely worth watching. It has the young lady who played what was her name on Game of Thrones. She's on Game of Thrones. She's totally unrecognizable in the servant because she's grown up and her hair is black. But the main girl in the servant played Jamie and Cersei's daughter, Marcella, Marcella Lannister. Marcella, yeah. It's grown up and playing this crazy lady on The Servant. And it's like, it's got, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rupert Grant, first off. <laughs> Weasley. This is, I think this is one of the first times I've seen him outside of that TV show he was doing with the race cars where he's done something grown up. I don't think I've seen him in any other movies besides this. It's interesting. He plays a dirtbag. <laughs> but I mean, he kind of comes off as a dirtbag, and he he plays it well. Like, I think it's just his, his role. Tom, have you seen The Servant? I've watched a considerable amount of it, Dex. I don't. I think I feel like we finished. I almost and I'm pretty to the point where I'm almost confident that I could. So <laughs> okay, guys, I just want to spoil. It. We're not like, going to spoil it. I remember, it. and I like Toby Kevin. Yes, and Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under is also yeah. so it's good cast. Again, this is very much on brand with M. Night Shyamalan where you start this buildup of things and it seems like there might be this deeper, darker, supernatural twist and it's just kind of like regular, but it's still great. Yeah. And this is getting a second season. So there like, will I like, be... Like uh, you said, I like you were saying with like stuff that's with with like uh, in a single setting. I think that house is crazy that they live in. Yes. And, and the way they, the way it's shot, show is shot in that house. The shots of him cooking, Toby Kimball cooking, I think is is really crazy. He's, he's he's like this super super chef, and he's making all this stuff. But the way they're shooting that, it's crazy. Like the like the tone of it, like you know the color. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know the saturations or whatever is good. It is a, a beautiful we, show. What you say? I was gonna say before we close out, tell them what it's about. 
Because the cons, why I don't remember. No, I do, but it, I'm trying to do it without giving away. It, it's hard to tell someone. This couple who's dealing with a traumatic event hires a nanny for their kid. And the mom <laughs> is <Yeah. laughs> a working. She's a weather reporter for basically ABC News in Philly because it takes another it takes a place in Philadelphia. The husband is a chef. He's busy. Granted, he works from home. So why do y'all need a nanny? Was one of the questions early on when he is home. But he's busy because he creates new food for. So he, he's he's home, but he's busy. So having a nanny part time in the house, take care of your kid does make sense when you've got one person who's out of the house, crazy hours, and one person who's home, crazy hours. But they're a couple dealing with a traumatic event who has to bring in a nanny for their baby. Anything beyond that is going to spoil it. All right. That's pretty good, Nicole, because I, I was thinking about that as soon as you said it. Like, how do you describe this without... Yeah, and it's M. Night Shyamalan, so you know that's just not it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to think it's right. pretty safe to say that's what it is on the surface, but that's not what it really is. So. I agree with you. However, it's one of those things. I think that's why I don't really care because once you find out what it is, you're like, oh, okay. And then, you know what I mean? Like, seriously? Like, yeah, that was like I, I sat here. That's my issue. Like, he always got he always got me invested. It don't pay out. It doesn't, it doesn't always pay out. Pan it, out. It, it, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't always pan it out. It doesn't pan out sometimes. It's like, what you got me watching, dog? Like, and, that, <laughs> and what made your weird ass mind go to that? <laughs> That's you guys. Y'all into You into it too. You just scared. <laughs> Cause you love that you love that 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 haunted hell house, brother. You love that like, more, you lo- great horror is it's a dime a dozen out there. It really it's really it's I mean I guess it's like a great action movie because there's a lot of trash action movie action too. You know but what I mean? I like no, I don't classify this as a horror. Like, there's horror and then there's psychological thrillers. This is probably more along the line of a psychological thriller. I agree. I mean, what's really horror anyway? Conjuring? Candyman. That movie still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I gotta put on, like, Finding Nemo after I watch Candyman. I can't just watch that <laughs> and chill. Nah. I need to go outside. Some light. Yeah. Hellraiser. Horror movie. Still scary to this day. Those are wacky. You're great. Okay, so our next bonus podcast we're gonna talk about horror movies that we love and that we hate (laughs) (laughs) because that's like this is that's a conversation it sure Um, is but thank you m night Shyamalan, for giving the world these great movies to debate about and make us watch more than one because there's a lot of movies out there that you just watch at one time and you're like yeah fuck this and it's like even the ones that you didn't like on his list, you still like maybe needed to watch it a second time to be like, did I see what I thought I saw? Yeah, no, I still saw that dumb shit. Mm. <laughs> so, so this was a good podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Tom, for yeah, thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we got you signed up for some other stuff too. So, thanks. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Voluntold. That's <laughs> what they call it. It's um, my partner. We gonna we gonna do it. All right. Well, on that note. Take care of yourselves and be good to each other. That's a pod. Word. And I stopped recording.